Hey, we meet again. Yes, we meet again. There we are. The Fritz Schneider Ensemble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Fritz Schneider Ensemble. Mr. Vokoder. Awesome. So, hey, welcome back, guys, everybody. And thank you. It's so it's so incredibly hot here. It's crazy. How's it in 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 Belgium over there? With, uh, oh. I, I think I have to sort of uh, pass the word on to everybody, <laughs> everybody else because it's six of us today. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is basically the group that we did um, the sound, Stay Home Sound System live uh, stream with. Um, the closing, the ending and the, uh, the mega jam, the eight, eight and a half hours uh, <laughs> crazy marathon. Um, so um, yeah, the idea is uh, we we uh, we weren't able to get enough from it of it, you know, seeing each other. So <laughs> we basically are here to um, to talk about it and uh, uh, just to hang out. We talk about anything else really as well. But if there are any people um, who were there um, last Saturday and who are watching this now, um, yeah, we can discuss the technicalities of everything and. Um, um, we always get a lot of comments and, uh, and questions about how everything um, is set up and everything, and it's just too complicated to write uh, on in the comments in, in YouTube or uh, on Discord, where our community is hanging out and talking talking about this um, technical stuff. But um, so yeah, you can um, you can ask them here. But um, first of all, of course, um, welcome everybody. Welcome Glenn from Linear Straight. Dave from Pattern, Jeroen Search, Robert from Pattern, and Robin. Come <laughs> um, So yeah, let's go from my view is from left <coughs> top to the right bottom. Glenn, how are you? I'm very good. Yeah, yeah. not too hot. Yeah. Well, I like. <laughs> In I, your like box. I like. I like. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's perfect there. There's there's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Air floating inside, so yeah, it's, it's okay. We had like a lot of rain, like one hour ago. So. Okay. It's, okay. It's chilly. In oh, really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like twenty-seven. I like it. Yeah. Nice. And um, Dave is in Antwerp. Yes, it's uh, incredible hot here. <laughs> so you're lucky, Glenn. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. There's no rain it's, here. It's because, <laughs> it's it's because Belgium. It's so, it's so big, you know. Yeah, and I'm yeah, lucky that I'm so not in the big. studio with you. Are you yeah. uh, are you wearing anything other than this uh, white shirt, Dave? Just agree to have no gossip. Okay. So. Okay. No, Everybody I'm, knows. I'm hot. I'm in the studio. It's not totally built up again because, uh, yeah, you have to find the time with a daughter, but I'm okay. I'm cool. Good, good, good. And you? How are you? All fine. All good. Yeah? A bit the temperatures hot. A bit hot as well. Yeah. No, it's still, it's still okay. In the studio, it's, it's, it's quite okay, but outside it's different. But yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Do you have uh, air conditioning in your studio? No, 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 okay. no. It's just no, I don't like. A, I don't uh, like to. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Nice one. And Robert yeah. with his um, stored uh, outfit. <laughs> and candles. It, it wasn't hard enough in here. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Put some candles. It's a candlelight studio. Everything for uh, the candles. Yeah, I'm I'm amazing. I'm currently uh, staying in Brussels for a while. So that's why I'm not in the studio with Dave. Sorry. But I'm I'm really happy because it's really good out here in Brussels. But yeah, I went biking today. Lost a lot of weight. Dehydrated. But I'm fixing it. Good stuff. All good. Okay. <laughs> nice one. And uh, Robin? Yeah, all, all good here. It's very Melting hot away. It's like 28 degrees or 29. Uh, so uh, I'm playing with the idea to start like a sauna in my living room. <laughs> and uh, this shirt, it's it's not a real shirt. It's just a CGI, you know, projected on me right now. No, but, but to be serious, it's uh, it's hot, but uh, it's, 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 it's doable. It's nice. doable. Yeah. Definitely. I see we have um, our mysterious. Hey! The man of the nine hours. Absolutely. Ah. Absolutely. Yeah, for those who detected um, vocoder stuff in the, in the background or um, sometimes even uh, very, very uh, obvious in, uh, in the nine or in the eight and a half hour set. That was our mysterious Fritz in the, um, hiding in yeah. the back, <laughs> yes. MCing away on the on the vocoder. So, um, hey Fritz, what's up, man? <laughs> Hi Fritz. <laughs> uh, and we get a question immediately from Pablo. Yeah, where's the? I guess pipe? that's for. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think that's for uh, for yeah. then. Yeah, where's the pipe? Well, it's over here. <laughs> I, it, it won't leave me. Ooh. I think this is this ah. is actually the the first uh, first one without cereal. We okay, did. and um, which was kind of a testing project, and then when Vlad started out, I think because the new one has like three sensors, mm-hmm. and so it's it's really it's really. Not that technical. It's it's a condensator mic. It's a really special mic. Um, uh, we have different ones depending on the frequency or your voice set, or some some will have like different results on, on lower frequencies, or and it just goes through a DSP um, chip, which has uh, twelve presets over here and three parameter uh, buttons. Okay. on and and, uh, and an effect button so but uh, so it, what, you can you can use this instrument in, in, in a lot of different ways and then <laughs> I, I started out uh, experimenting with it like two years ago and then it was it took really direct my intention because it's so incredible what you can achieve with your own voice as as, as carrier uh, through effects so mm-hmm. It definitely so, so, changed so, uh, my. So explain how it works because it's it's a pipe, but you don't blow into it. You use your voice, right? Well, yeah, it's it's not like you can you can do like whistle sounds and 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 you can also like I use it uh, during our set uh, directly on your on your body because it's a contact mic, so mm. it has like a lot of uh, possibilities uh, and soundscapes and that kind of stuff, and also. Uh, which is very cool, and I didn't use it that way on Saturday because I had a lot of other stuff. But you can use it as a direct through effects processor as well. So 
you can you can use it after a synth or after a drum computer and okay the crazy thing and then it has like a connection through so you don't need to touch the sensors to get like a an active result or anything else. so it's really really interesting it comes with an external um, breakout box with a left right uh, balanced uh, output and a separate uh, power supply so it's 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 yeah it's something unique it's not for everybody uh, i assume because it's not like i cannot sing or i cannot keep a tone in my in my in my vocal and and it will sound okay with the pipe it's not like that so you have to know what you're doing and how to use it but once you're through that part it's Fun, fun I think you, uh, you you scared some people in the beginning because what you you were in um, in the frame as one of the first people <laughs> in the studio and people were kind of guessing what the hell is this guy doing is this a bong or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 good start of a party <laughs> yeah it was a, it, it was that a combination uh, a combination of a lot of, of a lot of things actually because it, it sounded maybe like just one one instrument but there was actually a drone going on. Uh, from the Scorn de Basque, from 12 Scorn. It's really, really nice uh, drone module, very, very simple, but so, so nice. And, and that was actually my my basic sound bath where, where, where I took my first tone from the pipe on. Mm. And, and then you can do like, if you stay in the court, you can do like really choral stuff and really, really dark uh, dungeon effects. Uh, so yeah, it was like the perfect match to to get our eight-hour uh, jams started. So and it worked out well, I think. But that's, that's how my thing is. So yeah. Cool, and that that was the the pipe. But there were um, many other things going on. I think you brought two uh, whole cases of um, Euro yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, so I'm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I brought a lot of uh, modules with me because I, for me, it was also like a, some kind of a, a moment to experiment with some some new combination and some new stuff which I got recently. Um, but like I said, yeah, in my cases, I work normally. I try to always build like one one voice or one synth in like one one row, and one one of the seven rows I was. I brought with me this drone, this drone uh, row, and and you can do a lot of, of, of nice stuff and with a few modules, and, and that's that's what I did actually. Um, the main time machine was my Pulsar, which uh, allows me to do like external clocking from him. So he got like the clock from uh, Jochen, uh, straight MIDI clock, and. From there, I just patched over actually the the, the Pulsar twenty three you're talking about, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that was actually my my my, my running my my main running thing on, on my system. But I, I I did send a lot of triggers to external modular gear, um, Euclidean patterns to, to to keep like the patterns interesting. And, yeah, it, it, it worked very well. Um, I always try to work on some kind of chord-based um, sound, um, which I normally generate with the WFM, uh, WMD sorry, uh, Architect, uh, which comes with a triad expander, which allows me to like free VCOs into a proper chord. 
through uh, some interesting filters, you get like very nice results. And like I said, the pulsar in, in the back running very strict in sync. Um, and the pipe, you can, it's, 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 it's almost like, like heaven, you know, you can do like anything you want. You can do like rhythmic stuff, you can do like spacey mm -hmm. stuff. You can do, like... So yeah, and then uh, your room took in and that's where the first, uh, yeah, baseline uh, came in into our set. Yeah, and, and from there, it, we had like immediately, and that's how it usually feels when I work with you. And we had like a really direct and kind of a really groovy, really punchy bass uh, um, sequence running. And, and yeah, from there, it was like just one straight, straight take. Don't stop. <laughs> So um, yeah, cool. I think I think we'll come back to everybody's um, um, exact exact setup and how it was uh, working in, with with the other stuff from the other people um, who joined the the gang uh, and um, uh, how it how everything came together. But let's let's switch to Dave from Pattern uh, and see what uh, what the special things were that he brought. Because uh, or should I ask both of you, Robert and, and Dave, because uh, I think you were both on different parts of the setup, right? So Dave yes. was, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we brought a, a Soundcraft mixer so we could divide our own channels a little bit because it's very hard for two people uh, at the same time, at the same instrument, it's impossible. So I brought a drum computer, uh, a Yomox, uh, to have the 909 kick and also the hi-hats. But uh, Robert has the 707. Uh, to fill it up a little bit and also have some percussion elements. Then I had sent the, the Milok XD uh, to put out leads, basses and uh, space sounds. And then uh, I had also like a special uh, a synth from, uh, how you call this firm? That's uh, Dirty Electronics, Mute Synth, uh, which brings more like uh, uncontrolled atmospheres and bleeps and <laughs> Which is nice to run through a delay or to reverb, so mm -hmm. you have like this atmospheric thing that goes in the back and creeps on. I really stuff. like that, uh, yes. And Robert, yeah, you had also had the Z1, it's, a, it's an instrument from Koch. Yeah, uh, with a lot of uh, mostly like uh, all made uh, presets. Uh, it creates a very, very nice atmosphere and uh, like a really freaky little sound that you just you don't hear it no you hear it when it's not there you know so it, mm -hmm. yeah so it's really on the background creating little atmospheres and that's the thing i do because i'm not uh doing this as long as davis and i'm just focusing on a few synths and a drum computer just to do my thing with that and fill it up and davis more like the, the kick and the percussions and and uh, a lot of very very nice uh effects always so yes. uh, that's that's our our part in uh, in uh, in pattern yes yes well, and because we were two uh it's like a symbiose you know like we also in the rehearsals we we, we try a lot of different things and then we took it with us into the studio and tried that out because still it's all life it's improvisation mm. and yeah that that's that's a thing so you do. so you did discuss roles in advance um, not really roles, but we know what our roles are. We know what we yeah. have, 
about the machines. Uh, the machines well, also make the wall. Yeah. Mm, you know? So I know he's doing the bigger part. I'm doing the background and the and the ambience and the and the soundscaping just to fill the nice the the the, the tight gap that's not filled. Just fill it up, and then yeah. Uh, um, it's with percussion from the 707 that goes through the Arturia because it has a very nice uh, Sherman filter uh, in it. Mm -hmm. So and, yeah, oh, Steiner Parker, and um, yeah, so you can you can um, adjust your 707, which you can do it on 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 itself. Uh, you can adjust it with the filter in the envelope, and that's the nice filling up for the 707. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, when you guys arrived uh, uh, and you opened the car, I was, oh my God, is how are we all going to fit this? Because <laughs> it's, you know, usually there's enough room for, for, for projects like this, but with, uh, I don't think we've ever jammed with so many people at the same time here in, uh, in the studio. So I was like, oh my God, <laughs> are, we going, are, are we going to um, have to build another station next to it? Or But we managed, you know, we said... Like uh, it, it, yes. it worked out in the yeah, end. Yeah, we managed, out. we yeah. just, yeah. Uh, you know, shuffled things around and added some keyboard stands and, and uh, I had a nice we made it fit. Of Jeroen, always. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because uh, the most of our gear is a little bit dated. Mm -hmm. It's not so new, so we bring something like more retro sound to uh, to the table, you know. Mm. Yeah, I've actually never tried uh, the Korg C1. I know that it is from the 2000s, and it's like a virtual analog or even physical modeling modeling synth, right? Yeah, physical modeling. It, it is yeah. yes, yes, yeah. that's correct. It has like uh, three oscillators, a noise generator, and a sub uh, and a sub generator or sub oscillator. And uh, you can change the oscillators the way you want. So you can have the normal cross mod or uh, the normal uh, waves, but you can also go to flute or to guitar plug or and there are like uh, 12 different engines in. And mm. each engine you can choose like uh, two times and then again divided in two. So actually it's like four oscillators. Mm. That makes it interesting because you can uh, assign also four envelopes and four LFOs. So you can have like almost like sequences in one machine, which you mm. can mix also with an internal mixer and with two filters. So you can do a lot of tweaking. And it has nice effects on it as well. And nice effects on it. And a good arpeggiator. Yeah, uh, so, so it makes an interesting machine. Mm -hmm. okay. Not only for backgrounds, but also for lead sounds. We, we used not so much for lead sounds because there was already so much going on at the table. It was, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's, it's quite a good <laughs> yeah, machine yeah, for techno. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Jeroen and um, uh, figure out what he uh, what he was using because um, by the time Jeroen arrived, uh, there was uh, very limited space left. <laughs> and uh, but we yeah. managed. Yeah, but <laughs> we managed. Yeah, we managed. It all fitted, you know. Yeah, yeah we managed to, to put it together. I took uh, I took some space from Robin. Yeah, but, but uh, I, I was able to uh, to uh, to to manage that as well as I had. Uh, I decided to go for a really compact but efficient setup. But uh, you you go first. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I used um, uh, two Beringer synths, uh, the MS One and the uh, the DeepMind Six. Uh, the DeepMind Six I used for atmospheric background stringy kind of sounds and the ms1 was just baseline 
more or less like the SH-101 uh, Jochem used. Uh, besides that, I uh, used the MFB synth, an old one, the MFB synth 2, little blue machine. And electro model cycles. That's a really nice thing. I used the, I used it to to sequence the MFB synth. Um, oh, besides that, um, also a TV3 from Roland to sequence uh, an old Yamaha AN200 desktop synth. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, and a TR09 to trigger the MS1 and to play some 909 sounds. Yeah. And you mixed um, you mixed everything on uh, a Roland. Oh, okay, yeah, on the uh, MX One, the the Roland yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, MX One. I normally use it because it's easy to use it as well as as a sound card for my laptop. But it has uh, four mono channels and one stereo channel, so I can add some different machines in it as well. So I can use that to mix. Yeah. You didn't know that. Yeah, cool. Okay. And um, and the space that was, le was left to Robin. You said I, it was small and efficient. Small and efficient. Yes. What, what did well, you bring? Well, I uh, I brought this thing that people will know a little bit by now, which is called uh, a Rosbox, which is a field oscillator digital synth with a lot of uh, extra nice features that has been routed through the Soma Lyra Eight. And the reason why I routed it through it is because the Lara 8 has a, has a great uh, mod delay and distortion. So I, I uh, was able to put a bit more life into the Rosbox. And from the Lara 8, it went through my Zone DB4 mixer, which has uh, it, it's a four channel uh, DJ, DJ mixer with uh, high quality effects on every channel. And I used three channels of that because it has a, a routing matrix. So I was able to route the, the Rosbox and the Lyra uh, through uh, three channels simultaneously, so I could use three effects at the same time if I wanted from the Zone DB4. And then I had one, one channel left uh, on the DB4, which was uh, for my uh, electron analog rhythm, which as people will know is a drum synthesizer. So this time I chose to use very few uh, like 909-ish sounds because we already had three uh, 909 <laughs> sounding uh, <laughs> uh, machines uh, in here. So uh, Saturday I, I used the, the analog rhythm specifically to real-time uh, create uh, analog percussion that, that I normally not, not, not do very often but that was, uh, yeah. So I, I came up with a lot of sounds that I've that I've never created before, just because of the setup that we were uh, we were all playing. Mm. So as I said, it was small, but uh, yeah, in, in my opinion, really uh, really effective. Yeah. All right, uh, and yeah. yeah, I see. I already see a lot of um, comments coming in. How how <coughs> we decided to. Um, to go or not go or to send stuff into the into the live mix or to when when to restrain i think i can we we can be short about it that's just um um it it didn't re it that is just uh the you know the thing of of jamming together you know it, it's a, it's a thing that just automatically happens and we did discuss in the in in the beginning 
um, okay, let's not all do everything at the same time, but um, just let people, you know, one person start and then um, slowly join it when you think you have something to add. And uh, that yeah. kind of yes. all went quite organically. So there was no yeah. real... I think so too. Um, yeah, there was no real um, uh, strategy plan, or you know, who goes first, or who goes, uh, who, yeah, who does what. It's, it's basically all on the fly, and, and sometimes you get uh, messy moments. Sometimes you get really nice uh, moments where everything clicks together, and um, that's pretty much it. That's, <laughs> that's the nature of playing live. It's, I guess. it's basically you yeah. know just yeah. listening to what <laughs> yeah. happens, and then yeah. decide if you have something nice to to add. You know, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there, are, there yeah. are things that we discuss. Like, uh, for example, uh, we can all agree that um, if you have um, uh, twelve hands at the table, um, it's the best thing if you if you don't really know uh, for sure that you are going to add something that adds to the to the whole thing. You better the better, mm. the better thing is just to do nothing and just listen. You know, listening yeah. is listening is more important than doing yeah. in, in an environment where you are working with so many so, so many hands on on, on gear. So um, it wasn't a rule, but it was something we did discuss. Let's let's just um, keep keep the hands down or <laughs> just yeah. listen is more until <laughs> yeah. yeah until yeah, until yeah. something you feel yeah. that you can really add something to uh, to the entire thing. Um, and then technically how how we dealt with it uh, was um, so everybody Glenn Pattern uh, Jeroen and Robin were sending out um, a stereo mix of their own setup um, to me and I had two mixers one was a, a DJ mixer uh, XO92 which was basically there just to sum all the all the stereo channels and that went into uh, Zone 96, which had my own setup connected. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, in in emergency situations, I could I could still sort of intervene and uh, EQ the the stereo signals and make them blend a bit a bit, a bit more uh, nicely, or uh, if necessary, take out the bass of one of them if if there was too many things going on in the bass. So, mm -hmm. but I, I never really did that. Uh, in extreme uh, settings, it was just basically to make everything sound a bit more compact and uh, coherent. Um, um, I did at some point take the liberty to uh, <laughs> to low pass everyone. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. But <laughs> it was so mad. It was so magic. And I was the. It was like controlling. It was like controlling everything. Yeah, yeah. I was basically just <laughs> listening to all of you going for the first two hours or first an hour and a half. And at some point I thought, okay, um, let's break in. Let's break in and see, uh, see, see what I can do. But I mean, we, we had, we had many such moments. Uh, there were yeah. also moments when, yeah, when, uh, yeah. when we, we, amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. There were, there were also moments where effectively one of us was just playing solo and, and other people were maybe adding very, very little tiny bits to it and, and just left the whole, uh, you know the the whole sort of uh, sound uh, up to to the person who was taking the lead. So it, it, that all went very naturally. Um, so yeah, um, let me explain my setup then. It's still behind me. I had a TR909 um, and uh, an SH101, which was triggered by the 909 rim shot. So I used the internal sequencer, which is just by far the fastest way to get something going uh, in yeah. a live situation. 
uh, and uh, the 101 was going through an eventide pitch factor, which I sometimes had a on dry and sometimes I wetted it with uh, with some some pitch effects and, and delays and stuff. And then I had um, the 909 was going into uh, an auto baum or boom, the warmer or slash. Uh, yeah, I think it's called boom. Yeah. Um, that's a warmer compression uh, distortion unit. And then I had um, a Korg mini log uh, with um, triggered by um, an Arturia. Um, is it a key step? No, it's a beat yeah. step. Um, just to get some simple patterns going. And the output of the uh, mini log went through a Steiner Parker filter, so I could do even more sort of sharp EQing, dub filtery type stuff there. And um, ah, of course, the 909 stereo, I was going through a Steiner Parker as well, a separate uh, Steiner Parker filter before going into the boom. So that's another one, another thing that I used to uh, shape the sounds because like uh, Robin already said, uh, there were lots of 909-ish type uh, yeah. drum machines on the table. And um, so I thought, you know, add some flavor to mine just to be able to um, get different frequencies going. Um, yeah. And let's, let me see. Yeah, that, that was it. And that was all going into the 9.6 where I also had a auto, auto uh, BIM. Is it delay? Is the BIM, right? Or is that the, the, the delay one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which was on the send of the 9.2. So I, that basically was on the end mixer so I could affect the whole mix with that at some points and um, and also use it on my individual channels so yeah that was basically i think the whole setup um uh, let me see if there is something going on in the comments that we should be addressing <laughs> yeah somebody was asking for the, the clocking ah that the was, clock yes yes that was that was uh Jochen, actually, so. uh, well uh, it wasn't me it was just the clock where the, the clock was uh, used was the um, the, the SND Acme 4, which is the four-channel oh. clock, and I had um, uh, every setup uh, on a different channel. Mm -hmm. So if one of you would run out, I could reset it individually. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, you you did a couple of times because uh, when you change yeah. tempos. Sometimes one of our uh, clocks would stop, and then you could mm -hmm. just uh, uh, restart it again, and it would be in sync again. Yeah, the sure. cool thing about it is you can stop and start individual um, uh, MIDI streams. So if if some, something goes wrong or somebody's going to run out, you can easily do it by not restarting the whole set because that usually uh, makes a much more dramatic effect than if you just uh, punch in and out one one of the the setups. Um, so that worked quite well. I did change the tempo a couple of times. Um, I guess for you more or less unexpectedly, but we all <laughs> we all went. Yeah, but that was fun. That was fun. That was, <laughs> that was fun. really fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's another thing. Um, who brought that up in the comments? There was a speak and spell. Who who brought ah, yeah. speak and spell? Yes, um, I have it here. <laughs> it's a uh, my own modded speak and mod. Uh, maybe you can see it. That feedback thing. 
Yeah, it's a feedback thing. It's a little bit unstable, but I modeled it myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit unstable, yeah, but it gives it a, a nice texture. So again, for for backgrounds, it's like this. A little, a little bit, a little bit much unstable. Eh? <laughs> yeah, two times I believe in, in, the, in the whole set. In eight hours, two times a little bit glitch. Savano, uh, right? <laughs> I, 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 I never, I yes. never saw it. Uh, it was the first time I saw it. So. It's yeah, fine. but normally, normally it's pretty, pretty stable and doesn't uh, peak out so much because the amplifier inside is not capable of peaking out so much. So maybe it was the weather. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was the weather. <laughs> <laughs> but brings nice textures to the the whole finishing stuff. Um, I like to do uh, the background sounds. Uh, I'm really into that stuff. And this kind of machine, out this textures that you don't expect that makes like sense and techno and ambient so that's why i love it that's why i build it so is it me or do i hear reverb did, that, did you was use a special it again? effect of the day did you use it again yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's playing it's playing again yeah <laughs> it's glitching again <laughs> exactly okay yeah it's it's, it's like this this is like the live jam you know there, sometimes some, sometimes um uh, people were shouting at me where is that right symbol coming from yeah and then it would it was just a person who left the table and and uh, forgot mm -hmm. to to turn off the yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that too. <laughs> it was me that was like. <laughs> 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 yeah. That was funny. Sorry. Where's the bass drum? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the bass drum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the bass drum was was not or the bass in general was not always coming from the from from one person. That was also no. something that kind of naturally uh, switched yeah. around with. Uh, when people took the lead so there there was no bass drum regime or because uh, <laughs> we, we made sort of a deal that one of us would, would have like a smiley thing yeah we, we yeah, never we used didn't it, never use it. <laughs> never and, and never. after that yeah. no one ever saw it anymore yeah. we left we left it at the we left at the yeah, office yeah. <laughs> you can keep it steering control <laughs> Uh, no, I, I yeah. saw another uh, comment about uh, it was Glenn playing Pulsar 23. Yeah, actually, I, I did, but, but because I still remember Yoko and you, and you looked at me and you were like, what is this kick like one octave, Lord? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah, I did. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. My, the, the Pulsar was, was, was running through, through the entire set and, and a lot of uh, hi-hats. Uh, and, but also the clap uh, and I and, and, and there was one one long long shot I I did with the with the bass sound uh, the, so the second voice in the pulsar. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the 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 kicks of uh, the drum machines who the other drum machines who were there, um, like the the nine oh nine ish machines, the seven oh seven and uh, Robin's uh, analog rhythm, uh, they're all kind of centered around. 100 hertz i guess you know it's or yeah. that's that's where the weight is and uh and that pulsar is i th i wouldn't say an octave because it just goes down endlessly there were some moments where <laughs> yeah. you could just hear you, you could just feel the wind but uh, yeah i was uh, like where, where is this wind coming from <laughs> yeah. i was like oh it's, it's, it's this one there. <laughs> so yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty you can go like pretty pretty low bass drums with that so it also has this really industrial option where you can which the drives uh, on on the channel itself and on the on the drum machine at the, the final output. So it's yeah, Robin knows it's like Lyra and, and mm. they all have this 
a lot of distortion options in way what of, did you, of what did you run to uh, trigger the uh, the pulsar because it has MIDI and it has an internal CV sequencer per channel and yeah so and it, and it uses it, CV as well. How did you how did you it's manage ba it? it? It's basically it's a it's a big patch bay. Mm -hmm. So you have like six separate outputs at the back on big TRS, um, which can function as like triggers in, but also can do like outputs audio and CV controllable can be anything actually and um, it has also the eight Eurorack uh, converters to crocodile clips and from there you can do like any kind of triggers uh, you can trigger any voice separately um, each of them has a different clock as well so Pulsar has its own clock I was receiving your uh, trigger uh, sync out from your 909 right yeah, through the 909. Yep. It was coming from the... Uh, there was one channel short, so you and I were on the same channel on the SND uh, clock. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so so that, that's where everything started. So when, once he gets, like, his MIDI clock in and you select on, on, on MIDI, um, you can divide on the pulsar directly in his uh, time module. You can take, like one-third of the time, like one-eight, uh, sixteens, uh, a multiplier, dividers. Oh, so okay. actually everything is all there at, at, at the interface of Pulsar, uh, which is quite just to do some patching. So you don't have to, to choose, um, to, you don't have to make a choice how you run things. You can just use any incoming MIDI or any incoming CPU. Yeah, you can, you can use like his in, internal clocking just to trigger the... Yeah. the the voices internally or you can use like his uh, sequencer which is not quantized I guess we're one of the only drum machines uh, out there with a non-quantized uh, grid, a grid on a, a drum computer but yeah Vlad uh, he, he chose I he decided to, to go f for that option because it was not there and you could do like really really off-grid stuff which, which other drum computers don't allow them to do that. So mm. it's very diverse and, and you can do like very, very crazy and different things with it. So it's more than a drum machine. It's, uh, it's and a clocking device and a sample and bolt uh, generator. Uh, it has like uh, clocking, uh, it has like click uh, track inside in this patch. It has like the delay and reverb lose in very 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 creative and crazy ways um, Robin will know as well uh, from uh, Lyra so it's uh, absolutely so it's, it's, it's a total different it, way of it's, of, uh, it's uh, uh, unpredictable in a way but uh, not in a yeah. bad way you yeah, know, not but, in a but, bad way but, but it's, it's still at some point it's, it's always in sync or it's, it's, it's still a loop yeah. you know it can, it can be like 217 bars long but still it, it will be like a loop at the end so yeah it's like endless mm -hmm. did you use any uh, incoming um, uh, triggers to the lyra robin or did you use it solely as a as a effect processor this time or did you play play i the, i, uh, the I played it as well okay. i played it as well but uh, uh, i chose to uh, just use you know play some some background uh, uh, drones uh, like sounds and uh, yeah i definitely used it but it it, it maybe didn't 
stand out uh, a lot because there was so much going on from the other people as well. But what I mainly used it for Saturday was to treat the the sounds of the of the Rosbox because mm-hmm. it it also does that in the, in 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 a great way. It really makes the like when I had a synth sound coming out of the Rosbox and I ran it through the the double delay uh, in the Lara. It really came came alive in a way. Also like that you had fluctuations in uh, in 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 notes that they would go higher or lower stuff like that. Really interesting, yeah. And it was actually it was the first time that I really did it like that. But I'm definitely gonna gonna implement this, uh, yeah, in, in my studio here as well now because it. Uh, I was really pleasantly surprised with the the combination. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, um, Jeroen, you had uh, yeah. I think by far the most gear going on. Uh, <laughs> On, on the table how did you manage all the all the sequencing you already mentioned this um, uh, 303 thing what is it called again yeah the TB the TB3 from Roland yeah, TB3, the, the yeah. small black yeah it's it's just uh, very easy to use as a sequencer very very fast very small so it's perfect mm. for life you know and yeah. it's just uh, you you can you can sequence one channel so I decided to uh, to sequence the the AN two hundred from uh, Yamaha uh, mm. by it. So it was really yeah. That's 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 how I use that one. Yeah. And how did you sequence the other stuff? Um, the Electron Model Cycles sequenced my MFB synth, and uh, for the MS one, I just uh, used the the trigger from the trigger output from the TR09 and I I just yeah played and recorded uh, sequences in the machine on the fly you know yeah yeah it, it always amazes me man how how fast you can come up with really catchy lines <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know man <laughs> yeah yeah I know but it's true it just happens you know yeah. it's crazy yeah but do you have um, uh, certain things that always that you know that work? Are you uh, do you have like sort of? Um, I'm not saying do you have things memorized because I don't I, I know you don't. But uh, certain note sequences or you know certain intervals or uh, or you keep it simple or is it just random? Is there something? How how do you get? Yeah, depends. Dep- depends on yeah depends on what I'm I'm hearing for the other sounds. You know, if I hear some mm. some. Especially in the beginning, I heard uh, Glenn playing something. I was, I was like, okay, maybe I can try something like this, and then mm-hmm. just tap it in the in the machine, you know, and check it out on the headphones. Ah, this is not going to work. Try another one. Just, mm. just yeah. as fast as that, and then all of a sudden that's, that's you have one did it as well. yeah. that that works, and yeah. then then it yeah. fits, you know. That, that's that's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's another that's question. Right. Actually, it's good that you bring this up because that's another question uh, that that uh, people ask very often about these live jams. Yeah. Uh, not not only this one. How how do you decide to play uh, a certain line? But basically, what what most people do, I guess, that's true for all of us. Um, uh, everybody has uh, headphones, and and basically, you you prepare something on your headphones on the queue 
without it bringing it into yeah. the mix. Uh, yeah, without yeah. anybody else hearing it. Yeah. yeah, so you can have a separate <coughs> tries until you think, okay, this is gonna fit or this is this it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you bring it in and uh, um, uh, and go with it from there. But at least you have yeah. a starting point when you do it like that. That that is something yeah. that is that might work. Yeah, but yeah. And, and and last last Saturday, I, a few times I had a really cool loop on the headphones, but it just didn't fit. So I de <laughs> decided to yeah. let it let it let it roll and pick the other synth and try some something else, something different, uh, different uh, different sound, different 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 sequence, and. That could fit or maybe not fit, but and then I I I, I save the one, the other one for later, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, sometimes if you thought it would fit on that moment and you want to bring it in, it doesn't fit anymore, so you go straight back. And yeah. It, it's it's sometimes it happens so fast. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, true. By yeah. the way, I'm thinking, I I forgot one thing in my setup. Mm. Uh, I use a do for dark time sequencer to sequence the Rosebox. Because of course the analog rhythm has a has its own sequencer, but the Rosebox hasn't. So uh, that was a nice little sequencer that I borrowed from a friend of mine, Bus. Hi, Bus, if you're watching. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the Duffer Dark Time is a great little sequencer that you can like really on the fly uh, make some nice uh, stuff with, and then uh, yeah, you know. In, indeed, uh, pre-listen on the mixer if it fits, and if it yeah. fits, uh, throw it in. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm checking the comments. I think uh, it's all about what we are talking about. So. Um, so yeah, Robert and Dave, do you, um, uh, do you play live like this often, or is this something you've just started doing? Well, uh, we had the chance with you to come to store, and uh, play a live set, back to back. Improvised, so uh, yeah, like I had it a month before we were invited, and Dave has a lot of experience in the studio with life and, and stuff. But we just did a live set before that, so we had a little bit of um, feel of each other live. Um, and then yeah, so we had it had to go quick. So this is our third live um, setup, but the third one in a row. So. From the fr from the time you uh, you invited us, we just told each other like, yeah, we always have to play live. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I knew that. I knew that, but I mean, uh, you when you were in the studio, you uh, are you only sitting behind a the computer? Then you you must do things live as well, right? Or uh, do you yeah. never work that way in the studio? Normally, um, we work a lot in the box. We yeah. do a oh, lot okay. of the box oh. because uh, because it's. I don't know, it's easy in, in a kind of way. Uh, we have a good sound system, Ginelec speakers, so we hear what's going on. And we know what we're doing, we can save everything. We cannot meet up because of the two guys, we cannot meet up every day. So sometimes it's good to save things and can back can pick it up uh, again later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So that's why it's interesting to work in a box if you're with two. And uh, we were never really, really triggered to use a lot more modular analog. Um, and because we have a, a very little time together, um, because yeah, Dave has a wonderful daughter, and I have a yeah quite busy uh, life as well. So uh, it's hard to meet up. So yeah, then it's we weren't really triggered in a way to 
take the time to come together and play live or um, work with more modular scenes. So, yeah, that's, so that's the reason. So thank you, uh, Jochen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a pleasure, guys. It was a pleasure. No, but I, I was just wondering because uh, it seemed to come uh, to you very naturally. So I thought maybe you have experience uh, jamming in the studio or because that's something we hadn't discussed, you know? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I, I, we did it before, but not so often. Yeah, also, okay. because yeah. of the, the, the Corona uh, thing that went down uh, ahead of time, to put everything from the I had from hardware back together. But I was still mm -hmm. missing some uh, things like uh, a good uh, studio mixer to hook everything up. So uh, again, like Robert told, uh, when we came to uh, uh, store the first time after that, we bought a mixer and now we have more like a hardware studio set up already. Mm. So in the future, our production is going to be more like hardware based yeah. instead of out of the box. Yes. You caught the bug. Yeah, we yeah. got the bug. But it's yeah. really nice to improv improvise with with hardware. You know, uh, for me, uh, hardware has always been like uh, outside of the box because uh, I want to get like inspired by a synthesizer or with drum machines and take that inspiration back and put it into the computer <clears throat> to other use mm. and like uh, all get out of the frame of in the working in the box. Mm. Mm. And, and that's why I bought most of my hardware just to get to escape from that. But actually, uh, like uh, Robert already told, uh, I'm, I'm making music a long time. And what I tend to do was go to France and bring a piece of hardware kit, jam on it there, maybe make, leave it there or bring it back home, whatever the situation was. And, uh, and that's what, actually why I bought hardware. But now, yeah, I got the virus, you know. Mm. <laughs> so and the nice, these, thing, uh, the nice thing about it is as well, three times we played in a row and were three times a different setup and it was three times a really different sound. Mm -hmm. And okay, that's okay. that's the thing I, I, I love about machines. It's that you can create, you can take your machines and you can create a sound that you already somewhere know what's it gonna be, but it's always improvising. And then the next time you take another setup and it sounds totally different. And if you're in that mood, yeah, go for it. So that's, yeah, it's endless possibilities. Like the box where everything is stored, it just broke. So, yeah, really nice. Well, it's it's great that you you caught the bug in uh, and and uh, discovered this uh, this new thing or this thing that you haven't done before so so many times. Because um, yeah, it's um, it's a really liberating way of uh, of making music, even if it's just for fun, you know, just uh, yeah, just to jam out. Yes. Uh, plus, plus the feeling of having having knobs and just things to twist. Yeah. It's much more satisfying <laughs> than just click on a mouse, you know. It's, True. it's yeah. raw. Yeah, yeah hand, the hands on the You have everything in control. Yeah. Much more hands on the mouse. Yeah. 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 Uh, Glenn, Glenn, you you do have experience playing live, right? I did some shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that, is that, uh, do you usually uh, go all modular like you did? Uh, no, 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 no. I usually use my modular system for for uh, for linear straight stuff, uh, straight techno things, uh, and, and and with my club with uh, with Jeruna, it's, it's mostly used actually. Um, as people know, I'm also doing like other projects, and um, yeah, for Radical G, for example, it's a totally different approach. We we have an entire crew uh, like a VJ who is like 
doing the, the visuals at, at certain moments, which are very accurate. So there we are running on a, an arrangement-based uh, live setup where every synth still plays its part and every drum computer still plays its part. I don't change any patterns uh, during my set. So it's a total different approach of... Uh, there's no jamming uh, when I when I go on a live show for Radical G because there's a makeup part, there's a lightning part, there's there's an there's an entire performance. While playing with modular, it has nothing to do with performancing. It's like really into into the into the modules. You know, you have to keep your mind uh, and, and and stay focused all the time. It's not like a toy you just put on and just hit a button and yeah, it will, uh, will work out. It's, it's not gonna work out. So it's, it's not the, the best way, it's not the safest way to go on stage. Um, yeah. I know one moment when Jochen told me, oh, damn, you're, you're running a, an analog uh, clock from the, or just a gate uh, clock from, from, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I take this, this risk to, to, to have an error because that, that, that keeps me focused during my set, you know, mm. keeps me like, Looking at every clock, is everything still in sync? Um, is this envelope okay? Is this attack uh, where it needs to be? Because sometimes you're like, where is the sound? There's some delay, and then your envelopes are like with a long attack or something like that. So it's uh, like, 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 yeah, it's like uh, really working. When I when I did a, a, a live performance on a modular set, you have the feeling you actually done something. You actually had to do something for your money. You know, it's not like just put it. Mm-hmm. Put stick there and, and and look at the first uh, CDJ and the second CDJ <laughs> and put the BPMs at the same speed and let's go for it. So it's 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 a total different approach, I think. And a lot of people make this mistake when seeing like a live announced. They think it's like, wow, this guy is live over there, but that's not actually what it's what it means. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. really doing the thing live there on the stage. Spot. Yeah, without, on the spot. Without, yeah. Without, in real yeah. time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a risk. It's a risk. It's a, yeah, it's a risk. But I mean, it's doing a live show. I think um, should be dangerous. It should be dangerous in yeah, a creative yeah, yeah. way as well, because correct. Uh, that's the only yeah. way you can you can get this spontaneity across to to people who are watching it. And uh, even though uh, many people wouldn't understand technically what's going on, uh, you can still still feel the the tension of uh, somebody uh, improvising and going taking directions in in the music uh, on the fly that is something that is definitely coming across to any audience i think yeah. um so so yeah it's not a waste of uh <laughs> waste of carrying all this stuff around there is definitely yeah. something special about um uh, yeah. doing it in in such a risky way yeah and also you have you have the control sorry to interrupt you have the control you know you know yeah. like and i can bring this bpm down like like robin said uh, so you took everything down at a certain point yeah. so you were like run really slow and then out of a sudden somebody like multiplied uh, his bass drum so he was actually running on the 132 uh, again while everybody was like in, in, in the 60s somewhere uh, uh, floating around so yeah you can do like crazy things with like block dividers and different timings and... sorry Robin go ahead no no worries what I wanted to say is that uh, what, what I like about playing live uh, is the you know when you start to experiment while while you're being on stage in the set and you have a crowd in front of you and you start to experiment and that you uh, you know you 
you you get to a point that that things don't go exactly as you intended to, and then you're being able to to bring back into something you know different than you intended to, but also really great, like the the life ex experimenting thing, and that's always been a thing of playing live that I always really uh, really liked, you know. Just doing things on the fly, uh, searching uh, the, the the boundaries of, of what, what you're doing, and then yeah, coming to un unexpected ter territories in a way. Mm -hmm. And and then even if uh, sometimes people hear that that things aren't go going exactly as planned, I think people will. Uh, Accept it because they know it's it's live. You know, you're doing a live live jam on stage. Yeah, it's it's like surfing. Sometimes you catch exactly, the wave yeah. and sometimes you don't. Yeah, <laughs> it makes yeah, it exactly, human. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But when it happens, it's like it's like magic, you know. Yeah, and th the audience feels that as well. Yeah, because there's you know? some some kind of energy. Which which generates out of nothing. You exactly, know? I know yeah. that was exactly. We all we all yeah. had this moment last Saturday. I know yeah, every absolutely. one of us had For this sure. particular moment where we all had like, okay, so now like, it, yes, it, it, now it, it really falls yeah. together. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Remember your roots, yeah. and and, and Robert, uh, Robert and, and, and your piece yeah. as well. And I also had like a piece when 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 uh, Joachim actually took it over for the first time. Like the yeah. really long part where you took like everything into low pass, and we were like turning yeah, yeah. our filters up, and we were like, "Fuck, where is this guy?" You know, <laughs> and there was one guy. There was one guy not even looking up, and he was like, "Yeah, but I have it all under control here." I don't know where it's at. I think it's at three hours or something. And there is like really this acid line, which which he takes away in this low pass filter, and it returns after like ten minutes from this really really coolly slowy SH one hundred one bass baseline thing. Yeah, magic. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. that moment, but I I was actually thinking you knew what I was doing. <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, of course, <laughs> but at some point I was like. Who's filtering who? Actually, yeah. because it's <laughs> okay, like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was like a swarm of sounds, and I had this acid line going on from my man, manis in Teridas, and it was like really punching and punching, and I was like, "Yeah, come on, let's do it." And then, yeah, we kept it on for like five minutes into like really, really, really down, down thing, and so cool. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, uh, uh, and the funny thing is now now we now we are talking about it, but during the set, uh, I, there was hardly any talking. I think mm. there was. Uh, we, we did oh, nothing. Uh, no, 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 no. I yeah. yeah. contact. Yeah, yeah. Eye contact makes a lot, you know. I just feeling each other, hearing, 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 and eye contact. Yeah. It makes you feel. It makes you feel like part of one machine. You know, it's really. It's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting thing playing with so much people together. Uh, when it comes uh, together, it's it's, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Femia, what's up, Femia? Hey, Femia. Hey, <laughs> hey Femia. Femke. <laughs> uh, the question uh, Femia asks is: uh, Was it hard to keep focus for almost nine hours? Did anyone of you uh, did a live session for an audience for so long before? Uh, 
not so long, but no. uh, as a light jockey, I'm used to work long hours, so I can keep uh, yeah. a concentration for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's no problem. Yeah, you're away always for an hour. <laughs> no, no, but uh, no, I'm used to it, to, to work long hours, long time in a club. Also, if I DJ, uh, I like to play four hours, you know, so it's different with this because it's a live setup. Live yeah. setup, uh, nine hours is a long time, but yeah, we had the luck with 12 hands on the table, you can go and drink something and take five minutes off, so it was no problem. Uh, for me, the concentration part was not difficult at all. Yeah, same same for me. I mean, I'm, I'm used to playing uh, very long DJ sets or hybrid sets, which are partly live and partly uh, uh, consisting of loops, but um, an art, actual hardware jam, I don't think I've ever done uh, something like this. Uh, for such a long time. Um, yeah. What about you, Jeroen? Because you're the the hardware life guy. Did you have you ever played? Mm, no, two two hours maximum. Okay, okay. that's that in the contract. Just, uh, the <laughs> no, no, just that. Is it one by time. choice, or yeah. is it by choice, or do you want to play longer? Uh, no, I think for for a normal uh, a club night or something like that. I think. Uh, in between DJs, um, a live set yeah. of one hour ninety minutes. That's that's perfect for a night, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like uh, Jochem did, he did like an alien set with uh, Albert van Abel, and it was like totally based around them. Wouldn't you like like a night experimenting for a longer time, doing yeah. some other shit? That would be really really cool. But that's different. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. That, yeah, but that's different. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. you can do like very long soundscapes, and if you're really into I, this, I, 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 I've done long, long ambient sets as well, and because it's uh, it's a very different environment than a club environment. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's next 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 one, right? An ambient set. Oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Not we, eight eight and a half hours, but eight and a half days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, eight and a half days. You can put a, a bunch of bunk beds here and uh, oh, just. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we dare people to to listen the whole set in one take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get the price <laughs> and, and drink yeah. a little bit less beers. <laughs> How about one month? <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, Marcus is showing up. Hey, Marcus. Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I see some comments where people ask if there's going to be anything happening again like this. At the moment, nothing's planned, but who knows? That's, uh, yeah. I think that's all we can say right now. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm not bored of it, so yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I think none of us is. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so next week. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's move another hotel, yeah. Robert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you? What are you doing from Thursday till Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, if, if, I, if, I'm if I'm allowed to pass Antwerp, of course, I have to yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. We Belgians we try to, to change the rules. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fantastic. Okay. No, it's a it's a great great experience for sure. I mean, yes. I've, I've I've done many many live sets in the past, and I have never played for this long before. 
in a in a live setting. No. Mm. But it's uh, somebody funny. was so disappointed it wasn't till sunrise. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was close though. Huh? Yeah. It was yeah. Close. Yeah. Well. How did we decide to end it? I don't, I don't even remember that. Was that everyone's uh, back was hurting? No. I yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like. let's see if we can get any more um, technical things going on. Um, I see um, something about kick design techniques, but yeah. Yeah, I was I was just uh, going through the comments to see if there are okay. any specific questions to. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be about the the set we did. We can just also just talk about about gear, about music production, mm -hmm. whatever people want to know from uh, us as a group or individually. So, uh, people shoot now is the time in the comments. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I see one from from K10 at store. What are your favorite kick design techniques? Okay, well, if you want to, oh, ah, yeah, here we go. Um, yeah. Hey, K10, what are your favorite kick design techniques? Okay, well, yeah, let's go with that. Cool. Robin? It, uh, it, uh, it depends. I don't don't really... Uh, I, I mean, when I make a kick, I use my TR909 or my analog rhythm, and I just grab a, grab a patch from there and start tweaking it. In, in case of analog rhythm, then I start tweaking it until it's un unrecognizable. And for the rest, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really have a lot of ro rocket science about creating kicks, except maybe the, the thing that, that most people do with a, a bit of EQing and compression and distortion where it's needed. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I, any of you has some special techniques, whatever you want. To for, for me, it's totally different. So I was on a long search for a good kick, maybe like 10 years, and I tried a lot of sample okay. packs and a lot of devices. And mm -hmm. I never came, was happy with it. Until one day I stumbled about a plugin, just a Native Instruments plugin, an FM synth, FM8. Okay. And uh, I saw a tutorial before that on how to make hi-hats. Yeah. And I was trying that out, trying to make different hi-hat different grooves, because there's also a built-in sequencer. And then I noticed that uh, because you have like a very fast envelope in a machine, it was uh, very easy to uh, make from a sinus with a, with a low pass filter uh, with an extra operator also in FM8 to make a mm -hmm. kick. And okay. then with tweaking around just only with, with, the, with, with the controls in the synth, I actually found the kick that I wanted for so long. Okay. Hmm. I know it's very, actually it's easy a little bit for us because we use that kick in a lot of productions, but we always tweak it a little bit in the synth, so we have like this little variation. So it yeah. fits it more the track that we. Sound, uh, from the yeah, and, and, yeah, and it creates our own sound, creates a little bit our pattern sound. So you could say yeah. that kick from, from a software plug is actually a, a, a big part of our sound. Well, but it's great. If it works, and, it works, you know? Yeah, and yeah, we, don't, we don't use extra EQ on it or compression or distortion. It all comes from the box, it's very clean, but in the yeah. end, in the ensemble of the track, it sounds more like it has everything on it, the, the, the outboard gear, whatever, you know? It sounds big and, and, and like it should be, like we think it should sound in our tracks, of course. Yeah. So, But it's very, very basic. And I think for a kick, especially for a kick, don't use too much, I think. That's my opinion, you know? Mm. Also, yeah. in, in the production of a track, 
I sometimes I, I see uh, other guys like, oh my God, they have like a zillion plugins if they work in the box or I, I don't know, uh, so much hardware. It's like too much. Yeah, um, I, I guess what you mean. I, I think that's a good tip. Keep it simple, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't spend very much time on, on kick drums at all, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, um, I see a kick as, as just... Um, a tool. Uh, yeah. Not a tool. No, no, no. I, I'm, I see. I see it as uh, as any other ingredient or any other uh, uh, sound in a, in a kit or in your arsenal of of, uh, of sounds. Uh, so you know, a kick which sta on its on itself sounds really nice and big on your on your system might sound very totally wrong in the context of a, a particular track that you are yeah. working on. Yeah, um, it needs. You always to sit have to tweak it. Yeah, it needs to sit well in in the with the rest of the sounds, and sometimes that means you have to really uh, give it some attention and to roll some some high or maybe roll some lows and and to make it uh, sit out sit better in the mix. Or uh, sometimes you have to overdo it and make the kick like a big feature in the in the track if that's what it needs. Mm -hmm. uh, and other times uh, it just it's just there from from early it, it on. It depends on the on the track. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it part of the, the kit, track. so it's it yeah. should also be you know, the, the texture should be either contrasting or uh, coming going together very well with 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 the rest of the sounds. You can you can choose to make your kick some some sort of thinging sort of in the bottom doing like a thump, or you can have it like a dang dang, you know, in your like face. very yeah, in your face and everything in between is um, is possible and uh, yeah. whatever fits the job uh, i think is uh, is the best way to go about it instead of trying to um overproduce it and focus too much on it because um yeah I, I, it's yeah. It, it yeah just make it fit you know that's the that's my uh, um approach and and usually it comes from very simple sources i i saw a comment from uh where is it it disappeared already uh here layered kick sounds from uh synchrotron i never layer kick sounds i am too lazy no. too lazy when, for that if, 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 a, <laughs> if a layer if a layer kick it's it's from a tr909 sample that i made myself that i uh that i loaded in my analog rhythm so i have my own created tr909 sample which I maybe layer with a with a kick sound from the analog rhythm to give it a little bit more character. If but I but it's 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 not not necessary that I do that often or whatever. Mm. What about you, Jeroen? Are you a not kick layer? <laughs> no, not at all. Just like I five, just five um, layers every yeah. track. Five layers. <laughs> six, seven. Six no, layer, no, yeah. I. I in all those years, I only use a TR909 for the kick. Mm. Yeah, always. Sounds great. Can imagine yeah. that. And just straight from the machine into the mixer, no compression, just EQing and try to yeah. do a proper mix on the table. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So yes. then it sounds then it sounds powerful or not. Depends on what you on what you need, but. I don't layer kicks or stuff like that. I don't know. No, never. And you, Glenn, are you a kick expert? Well, you have the the Pulsar twenty three, so you have plenty of uh, kick. <laughs> I don't know. Options, I, I would think say. This, 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 this <laughs> bass drum discussions. They 
So I know, but I mean that's that's what the, the, actually that's a thing that many many um, aspiring producers or people who are starting out are are obsessed about, you know. And we we get yeah. this quite a lot, and uh, hopefully <laughs> by us talking about it, they they will get it into their minds that um, uh, or hopefully consider that it's not something to be obsessing over that it's exactly. not necessary yeah. to uh, to have such a big focus on it because it's just uh, one sound out of many and um, yeah. uh, just it's a stick in your mix you know yeah exactly yeah, yeah. But, but when it's there it's, it's it, it does its job it's like Jeroen said I think he's one of the the producers who's like going into the really basics of, of a kind of sound because he like he says he's straight into a mixer without compression and just leave a 909 doing his job where he's where he's made to do for yeah. you and that, that's his job and like like a punchy a little bit edgy around 100 like this really kicking uh, techno bass drum but it's like for me it's like I don't know for me a good kick is between my my hearing between my ears I think mm. I need to hear my bass drum. I still remember. I, I come from from this period where we didn't have like any plugins or any visual visualization of, of the bass drum. Mm. We were like using a nine hundred nine into a Mackie mixer, a thirty two A, like we all had. Yeah. Same same year, yeah. The first thing I did when this kick came into this mixer was like turning the gain up. Because I wanted to see some red action, you know. I don't, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, 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 it needed to come down, but I still needed to have some red action. Because there, I felt this wow, nine oh nine, bassy punch, you know. And then you start mm. turning the knobs without even knowing what you're doing. When I was 17 years old, when I first visited my first studio, I didn't have any idea what 100 hertz was about. I just turned around and it was like, wow, this sounds really good. Let's take it. it we, we didn't spend that much time on a bass drum back then. And if we, mm -hmm. if we still look today at all the productions, we always have this feeling about, wow, this bass drum is really good. And this, and this hi-hat is really tight. And while we didn't have any notion, or a lot of us didn't have any notion what we were actually doing, um, just by tweaking knobs and, 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 and listening to the to the music except, except for watching a screen. I think that's... It's all about knob twiddling, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm going to the bathroom. Sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, I see some... This is an interesting from uh, Jonathan. Uh, what's the aim or general balance followed when you approach some sort of mix down in live performance? I, um, If I interpret the question, it's... Um, how do you decide how loud something is in the mix? And I think, uh, uh, well, looking at, if we talk about the specific jam of the, that we did with the people here, um, there was this uh, summing going on in, on my part of the setup and which, which in theory made it possible to, um, to mix, to adjust things in the mix down of the whole set. But everybody was basically also sending out their own stereo signal and, and monitoring that through the, the final mix. Um, yeah. I, I must say, I wasn't really intervening that much. So uh, what happens is when you're in a room with so many people and you listen to to what's going on, that's basically 
uh, where you decide how loud your next sound is going to be in the mix. Yeah. So it's it's not really somebody in in final control of a mix down. You have your own uh, sort of setup and monitoring that and and, and listening to it. But um, the levels are basically made by by uh, or, or at the moment. Uh, when you bring in a, when some of the participants were bringing in a sound and and they were basically judging uh, if that loudness was appropriate in the, in the context of whatever was going on, right? That's how mm-hmm. we no nobody was really yeah. Uh, yeah true yeah I guess yeah true yeah. just feeding, <laughs> just just feeding it you know it was yeah. an often oftentimes it was like a lead was going and the lead goes away and then maybe you have something ready and you just put it in until it's the right volume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, just and, simple and some, as that. Exactly, and sometimes, or most of, most of the times, even on the on the machines themselves, not even yeah. on the, on a mixer. Yeah, yeah. you just True. bring in the 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 output volume of uh, whatever synth yeah. uh, you're bringing in, and that's because uh, we all hear the final it. mix out of the, b- yeah. the the main monitors, so we can all adjust to that in real time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's of, of course also the issue of uh, sounds that are becoming louder when the filters are tweaked. Um, or, or lo- louder, or or less loud, or whatever, and and it's also something you basically just deal with it on the fly. So when you you think, oh yeah. shit, my my bass is going is going so low now, I can't hear it. So you turn it up, or your your whatever percussion sound is becoming too harsh. You and when that happens, you turn it down. So it's all just basically you're judging everything in the moment uh, on the fly, and and that's how how it's dealt with. It's not really something. You talk about or prepare for it's just something that happens on the fly yes yes that's the magic of it i think yeah just, just not just letting it happen uh everybody got a chance to say something with the lead you know that's, the thing that's... the thing is I, I i never felt like i was hearing what was all happening it's only when you hear your sets uh after you're like whoa Whoa! Did this happen? Did this happen? You're just so into it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. You're just so into your sound and making. You're it, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and and afterwards, I always listen to a set of me or of us or, or a streaming right after, and I didn't do it now, so I had a lot of time to, um, yeah, let it go. So the day after, I listened to it completely, and I was like. What happened in there? It was, I, yeah, I didn't recognize a lot of things we did because you're so, yeah, trying to fit something in. You're not listening mm-hmm. to the whole thing actively, like just on that moment and not remembering it. Mm. Mm. It was a lot to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what 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 I had is is that uh, I was looking at my phone what, what time it was and it was like. Two hours later than what I expected it to be, just because yeah. I was into it all the time, you know, just focusing and having fun. That I, uh, yeah, my my sense of time was uh, was way off, which is a good thing, I think. You know, we have to say hi to uh, our friend Miguel Tadeo. Hey, hey Tadeo! Hey, hey. <laughs> the great set, by the way, with Speedy. <laughs> Sorry, what? Great set. I know that it was three players. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tadeo, you're wonderful as well. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. Maybe sorry. someday. You never know. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. 
There's, sorry, a question, there's this question about uh, about a 909 from Carmelo. Um, I've seen this passing by already. Yeah, go for it, go for it. What was the question? Well, if, if guys from a 909, do you prefer the individual outs or the master out? Well, times mm -hmm. when I had a 909, it, it's different because the left right has some kind of a compression, a natural compression when putting everything together through his left right. And, and, and the sounds are bent a little bit as well. Yeah. An individual out, <laughs> yeah, you have like more control on your desk. Uh, depending on mm -hmm. How you're doing the job, but yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a question from uh, Carmelo. I'm probably yeah. butchering his name, but uh, whatever. I, I use both. Uh, Depends on what I'm using the 994, but I don't yeah. know about you, Jochem. Yeah. No, it's uh, of course it's uh, it's always yeah. different um, for um, for studio productions. Uh, it's obviously fun to split over everything out so you have more control over the individual yeah. sounds um but for live that is uh, a lot to uh to keep in control so i th usually for live i i separate the kick which i did on on the live side on saturday as well uh because on, on the stereo mix the kick usually appears very low and if you eq yeah. everything uh, from on the stereo out then the the rest sounds a bit um, out of out of balance um, um, so I, I I ran the kick uh, through its own separate channel to be able just to shape it a bit better uh, because yeah like I said uh, a kick always should fit in the context of whatever is going on so it gave me a bit more control over how to shape the kick um, uh, for for certain situations but the rest of the 909 was just stereo out. Uh, no, even mono out. I just used the mono out, and but that was going into a Steiner Parker filter into the Auto Boom, which together is a very very potent combo uh, yeah. because you can do uh, compression and uh, warming and filtering, and uh, uh, yeah, make it sound uh, actually sound very much unlike a 909. Even there's there's no pitching going on. There's, there were some parts where. Um, I use the rim shot as as a tom or um, um, toms as uh, high very high percussion because all the lows were filtered out and it was just uh, some ticking sound or whatever. So it's um, um, for live it's it's probably better just to not split out too many many things uh, unless it's your own in, uh, your only instrument. But for studio productions it's actually quite fun to use an 808 or a 909 or any drum machine. Uh, uh, whatever, whatever drum machine, and and just split out all the channels and do different things on different channels, different effects chains. You can you can write albums just using a drum machine if you do it like that. You know this, but the variations you can get are just uh, immense. Uh, yeah. So I yeah I think that's more of a studio approach I would say. But a nine oh nine is always in the discussion. <laughs> It's such a yeah. I'm. I, I'm. We keep just like, talking. Guys, we we see, we. Guys, see this. No, what's that? Is that one sound? This is, uh, this is a 909 bass drum. It's a Justin ah. Ross uh, clone, and it's like 99.9 percent, .9 and it has like this extra drive, and it has this extra pitch decay here. Hmm. Um, so you can do like even more than a classic 909. So. It, it's definitely the basic of of 
a lot of things we know today, but mm-hmm. you can take it even a step further. So it's, uh, it's yeah, really you interesting. Can, you, you can, th- there's a lot of modifications uh, and also the, the machines that were kind of inspired on the 909 uh, and the whole 909 or 808 kits that are appearing in, in loads of other drum machines. They give you endless tweaking possibilities, but just a pure um, original machines, they, they are so pure and so uh, simple in a way that, that they, uh, they come to life with, with uh, external processing and, and they, they can be modified or yeah, the sound can be modified to uh, beyond recognition. So it, it, yeah, it's, ju- it's just a very, uh, they're just very simple but very potent machines. The, all the frequencies are represented. Uh, programming inside uh, the machines is also very much fun because there's a, a special spankiness to the to the machines if you use the internal sequencers uh, because of the accents and uh, and the levels of um, mm-hmm. programming, there is some kind of um, feel to them, I guess. I mean, you always hear to- to people talking about it, but it's true. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. more funky than than uh, just hitting it's... MIDI notes and um, or drawing it out in in a door or something. So yeah. What about you, Jeroen? Uh, did you? Um, do you program the 909 inside the machine or are you triggering if, 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 uh, if I have a machine with an internal sequencer I always use the internal sequencer I, right. I love I love programming the machine itself you know <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not like a I, I don't want to watch the screen I want to watch the machines you know so I always try to to program yeah the ma- machine itself yeah. Is yet that because of yeah, the so, yeah. is, is there a re, is the reason because of uh, you don't want to want to watch the screen to be distracted from what you hear or do you think they actually sound better when they're programmed inside their own uh, sequences? Uh, well, if you, if you take a nine oh nine, if you if you use the internal sequencer, it has a some sort of natural swing, or you know mm-hmm. some some something is. You can feel it if, 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 especially when the TR nine nine is your master clock. There is something different uh, in a track going on than when you sequence it through Ableton or through something mm-hmm. something else. At least in my opinion. Yeah, or but, yeah, but there's, there's, there's a certain swing in the nine hundred nine that you can. Uh, yeah, that, that that's. It's one of the reasons why people love the 909 sequencer, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's it's also in in in, in different different com- drum computers as well, and you know, it's it's just mm. I love I love just playing with the, with the machines itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because yeah, it's it's yeah. it's easy, it's fast, and uh, I'm not also that good with computers, so that could be a point as well. <laughs> but um, I hear you. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but yeah. yeah. No, it's I true. prefer it's internal internal sequencing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it, it is definitely a, a different uh, way of making music because uh, it's not linear. It's uh, you start with one pattern and then sometimes you uh, you just use the uh, the individual sliders on on or knobs to change the mm-hmm. volume in real time. And other other times you just copy you copy patterns and make variations, and that's 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 a whole different approach than um, 
having one loop going in a door and then just uh, uh, decide that you need a break after 32 bars. When you have these patterns going on, uh, which are programmed to be uh, following up on each other or make variations of the main theme or whatever, then, then you basically can recall them on the fly and, and even control certain things on the fly in, in terms of sound design. And uh, it makes it more like playing than, um, yeah, it's, you have an interaction with the, with the machine and it, it makes the whole thing more playful. And it's, uh, you're right, it's much faster to do it like that. Yeah. And maybe maybe also because of the fact I, I always, when I, when I record something, it's, just, it's, it's always one take, you know? So I just press record, I play a track, I do a track on the table and, and that's it, you know? So I work really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So one one take, uh, take it or leave it, and when you don't like it, you yeah. ditch it, and when you do, it's a keeper, yeah. and that's yeah. it. <laughs> no going that's back. That's it. Yeah. 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 No. You don't, you, don't <laughs> even you don't even multi-track your stuff then. No. Left, right. No. Cool. <laughs> 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 no, but that, I think that I think could, that's could be well, seen as a multi-track theoretically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more than one. Yeah, yeah. You see, you're multi. <laughs> I think that's really cool, and that's what I'm trying to do also now. So just no multi-tracking. Just do one track, hit it out, and that's it. You know? Well, I'm, I'm, actually thinking, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually considering doing multi-track now because. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I need, I need to learn something new. You know. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I came of the out of the box. Now the one-track uh, only thing deal is school. I think. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I understand. Yeah. In, the mo in, the mo in the months to come, that's the thing I'm gonna do. You know, just uh, one recording, get it straight. That's it. Mm. Yeah. No, okay. no, no recording mixer data. Just presets in the machines, maybe, and uh, that's it. Yeah, but then you should uh, you uh, you should record also the the the, the, the separate sounds just yeah, uh, small yeah. parts so you can yes. use it in live sets. I the I never did that before. So all of the, the my entire back catalog of music I did I cannot play I cannot perform live because I just don't have loops. So that's uh, that's yeah. a yeah. limit, you know. That's a good tip. So, yeah, that's that's why I need to record multi-track <laughs> yeah okay yeah but you don't have trouble coming up with uh with stuff on the fly so you could also think okay you know this is this is the stuff that is my output as yeah. a producer in the studio and then when you play live it's uh it, it, that you don't play yeah. your well-known tracks but you 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 can still yeah come up with uh absolutely amazing same uh, stuff yeah, yeah but, that, exactly. but, but, but but that that's that that was that's what what uh, when I when I when we did the, the session together, uh, Jochem, mm. uh, that then I already thought, okay, maybe it should be more like improvising on stage, because mm. uh, nowadays I just uh, use the laptop as well, you know, just to be able to play some of the more well-known or famous tracks, but mm. playing uh, the session last last uh, last weekend, you know, you just you can do amazing things without any uh preparation <laughs> in 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 a way you know so that's yes. that's, yeah, uh, that's for me that's, that's really quite quite uh game changer i think yeah mm. okay yeah 
Well, that's good to hear. Uh, by the way, uh, Mike, Mike Storm, was asking hey, something uh, earlier, and uh, uh, this, hey, Mike. This, this just uh, yeah. got it answered. So uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you was okay. talking about the multi-tracking thing. Yeah, about multi-tracking. Yeah, um, yeah I but do, I yeah. do multi-track pretty much um, uh, in a very simple way. Usually, it's just uh, eight or maximum sixteen uh, tracks, and uh, and and I don't even go in too deep it's whatever i think uh, uh a part of the the jam that i've recorded is okay i might change some levels here and there or uh get rid of some problems technical problems uh, but that's pretty much it i don't I, i'm not uh i don't like to sit behind a computer and click around for days you know that's just not what uh, what i like but it gives you it does give you some options to uh, especially if the problems are technical, you might even like the music, but you kind of regret the uh, some levels or or some uh, little thing that you wish perform had, you had performed a bit better or uh, something like that, and and then you have the possibility to kind of rescue it um, if it's a real problem. Sometimes it's also cool just to leave these things in because they just add to the the nature of the the excitement of the moment or the yeah. um, the nature of the the life uh, thing uh, but yeah you, as long as you don't get too uh, too deep into it and and try to erase all your mistakes um, um, I think multi-tracking is fine because um, too too much after processing or fixing things uh, usually results in uh, completely killing the vibe or yeah making that's totally true yeah that's yeah, also it's the same when you work in the box if you work in the yeah. box and you do like a, an eight hour session and you do only one track <laughs> most of the time it sucks all right that's mm. my that's my opinion for it that's yeah, what because I, in, in the box you can undo and redo everything yeah, all but the time you don't you don't, you you don't for me it's not working like this for me it's working in the box almost the same like i do in <laughs> hardware i find a good synth and i freak out with it and then mm -hmm. i do my thing and then i stop it and i do something else you know mm -hmm. yeah otherwise it gets too tedious if you do all this fiddling around with with the plugins and you you keep on going and going and going it's no yeah, fun you get anymore. lost you just get lost you get lost yeah. yeah and it's a totally different track than you were supposed to make and, and were yes. thinking about so you you lose a lot of the vibe if you tweak too much in the box, I think. So yeah. Again, yeah. keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you can in theory uh, just uh, go on forever and start with one track and go through uh, a million incarnations and end up with nothing. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so. Let's see if there's anybody in the comments. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a joke, but we discussed. Mm -hmm. I have to scroll back to this because it was <laughs> it's already a, a while ago. Okay. But we we uh, we discussed uh, the kick obsession. But I I kind of caught some people who wanted to have the same discussion about uh, about hi hats and snares. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I see. I, a snare porn is real. Yeah, okay. yeah but <laughs> okay. I I, th I thought it was maybe a joke, but. Um, uh, Anybody has any anybody has any uh, ins uh, ideas or things or maybe secrets to create hi hats which are not from hi hats from machines or uh, from drum machines? Use noise. Yeah, yeah use yeah. noise with a short envelope. So you make yeah. a hi hat, tweak it with a filter and resonance. Maybe do an effect on it. So a gate, a reverse it gate. sometimes. 
reverse it, pitch it, even a sinus, pitch it high up, do an effect over it, make a hi-hat out of it. Yeah. Record things with your microphone. Record things so with your microphone. So there we go. There is, voila. Yeah. It is a valid yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and for techno, don't use too much buy, names. Buy a pipe. <laughs> buy a pipe. Buy a pipe. Why didn't I pipe on your pipe last time? Well, there you go. <laughs> well, we couldn't. Uh, Sometimes sample. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Many ways to create uh, drums and percussion. I mean, uh, Saturday I I made a lot of lot of percussion in my in my rose box. That uh, that I think people were, yeah. If people were thinking like, hey, the percussion must be the analog rhythm. I I I did a lot of percussion out of the rose box, which is actually a synth, but somehow it worked out. So yeah, you know. Just yeah, this, by uh, the, experimentation. This one is also very nice for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, um, I'm always more thinking about the the spectrum of the whole sound. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so some something which is not a hi-hat could act as a, as a hi-hat because it sits yeah. in the same spectrum. In the same spectrum, yeah. Yeah, yes. so... Um, and that's true for everything, really. I mean, uh, it's true for bass drums. It's true for snares. It, as long as it has a f function in that range that where where the snare or hi hat is usually uh, doing something or acting uh, in in the, in the track, um, uh, I, I s go without any hi hat uh, uh, producing machines in many tracks. There is. There are so many things that that I've recorded which don't have actual hi hats or actual kicks. It's mm -hmm. just something that does the because they're supposed job to be there in the in the range that it yeah. Uh -huh. But they be behave like a hi hat. Would you say yeah. it's a hi hat if it's not a hi hat? I don't know. <laughs> 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 what about you, Jeroen? I'm I know what you're gonna say. I always lose the nine oh nine. Is it true? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Without editing. <laughs> Without editing. Unanimously. <laughs> yeah. True. No, but seriously, uh, you have other stuff, right? That does high Yeah, yeah. I, I have other yeah. stuff. I have other drum machines, <laughs> but I've just, I just, it's it's my favorite. The TR 99 is just a favorite. You know, I love, I love the sounds, yeah. and mm -hmm. for me uh, personally. Uh, when I do the music, uh, it, it feels good to use it. So mm -hmm. I don't need other sounds and still be uh, creative myself, you know. So I, 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 I'm, I just use a 909. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's that, that's fine, you know. It I fits think, you. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, exactly. Hello, Rose. If it fits what you what you're looking for, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then it's then it's fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, microtonic. Somebody's mean mentioning um, Stefan Gervais. Gervais. Hello, Sorry. Stefan. Um, mentions the microtonic. Um, uh, that's actually a really, really nice. Um, yeah, I know it. Plugin mm. to create drum sounds. It's very, very okay. versatile. Yeah. Yes. Have you have you tried it? Uh, tried it, uh, Dave? Yeah, I tried a long time. Uh, oh, I. I think uh, I already had version one when it came, just came out. So uh, yeah. it's like a 15-year-old drum machine. 
that's very versatile, which has the 909 programming also, and which had a lot of options. Two oscillators, so you can also make synth sounds in your drum patterns. Uh, very interesting stereo spreader also. And yeah, this also has an auto-generation uh, button, I believe, so it can generate drum patterns and drum sounds on its own also, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a cool-sounding device. Um, it's been here for a long time, and in the box, I think it's a good help. And yep. for hi-hats, for example, there is indeed a good noise generation, uh, generator in that really works well for electronic music. So, yeah, it's recommended. If you're in the box, recommended for sure. Very nice. Here's an uh, interesting one from Ek Dojo. What's up, Ek? <laughs> hey, Ek. Uh, hey, what the heck? Pleasure uh, with the electron rhythm. What is the rhythm? What in the rhythm is missing compared to the 909 in your opinion? I can comment on that. Uh, mm -hmm. I have both. Um, I would say the 909 is. Um, is has just so few features uh it's very it, hands-on yeah, yeah that it makes it's it that makes it a very very immediate machine um uh, you every basically feature just have, yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. That's, the, that's the right way to say it because it makes you work really hard to 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 get something out of it uh but it's all uh on your fingertips it's the the range of the of the sounds is not isn't very big there's some pitch going on some decay and that's pretty much it. Uh, and then you have the balance between the individual sounds, which can make it sound very different. But uh, all in all, it's a very, um, the range is very limited. And uh, with the analog rhythm, it's it's endless, really. It's just huge. Yeah, so you, 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 especially when you start importing your samples and even just with um, the sounds which are, uh, which are preset or are, are built in, uh, there is there is an endless uh, variation of, of uh, possibilities, and I think that's the. Uh, there's some something good and bad to say about both. Um, yeah, if, I, I if I might elaborate on that, because I also have both, mm -hmm. and I bought the analog rhythm to replace my 909 in my live and hybrid sets as a live machine only, and the analog rhythm ended up being uh, one of the most important machines in my studio as well. Uh, they're two different machines, and I don't think one is better than the other one. It's, mm. They're just a bit different. But what I like about the rhythm is that, the, contrary to the 909, the rhythm has been developed as a, as a drum machine for electronic music. And like the sound design possibilities are, are endless and are, in my opinion, are absolutely, absolutely great. And if you want to have nine or nine sounds out of the, the rhythm, well, just load in a sample set as, as I did. I sampled my own nine or nine and loaded it in the rhythm. And then you can also you know, like treat nine or nine sounds a bit different than what you, what you normally do. And they also sound absolutely great. So I think they are great machines in their own right that's what i think huh. yeah yeah and and um and the 909 is just because of its uh, limitations it's, it's um it's a lot quicker so you have to go with Absolutely, what you can do yeah. and that's it and then do all the, is a lot quicker yeah, yeah and then dress it up dress it up uh um in um after the after the machine so you can run thing, things through effects and stuff which are built in into the analog rhythm 
uh, they have internal effects and internal modulation and stuff. So if that's your game, you have to make sure that you you can you connect your 909 in a setup which makes it possible. But yeah. um, I, I wouldn't say one is, uh, yeah, I wouldn't prefer one over the other, but it's um, mm -hmm. uh, usually takes me longer to do something on an analog rhythm than on a 909. It's just there fast. in an instant and you go with it. And if you, if you don't like it, you don't like it. And yeah. uh, and that's it. There's, there's, uh, um, yeah, there's no, um, yeah, there's no wasting of time. Basically, if you if you start something on it, it's um, you you take it or you leave it. And um, yeah, yeah, analog rhythm is a bit more like working in the box. There's uh, a lot more tweaking going on uh, mm -hmm. once you get into it. So, Dave, uh, sorry, Glenn, have, sorry. have you have you been able to spend much time with the pulsar? Because um, I'm seeing yeah. Somebody, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Hours. Okay, make us make us drool. It's it's different than than any other drum machine. You don't have the classic uh, ten voices um, from it. You only have like four voices, but the four voices can do so much in the spectrum of sound design and and, and percussive elements and, and no matter what because. Um, we were talking about the hi-hats, but like uh, Dave said, it's actually it's a very fast waveform, which is, uh, as you all know, with, with, with an envelope generator, which creates actually your, your hi-hat, your attack, decay, sustain, and release. So um, Pulsar itself has its own noise generator functioning as a, some kind of a hi-hat, uh, ride-ish uh, module sounding thing. And... It's it's really it's like the 909 and analog rhythm, but I think Pulsar in, in, in that way will go into the future like a drum machine with its own sound. So it's not like the classic thing you find inside it. It's not like I'm going to buy a Pulsar or a 909. Those mm -hmm. are like two major different things, you know. Yeah, they're You're like different categories. Nine oh nine or elect uh, or uh, a rhythm. Uh, that's that's more like in, in in the same direction drum machine. But the pulsar is like way out of this world. You know? mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. if you're looking into this really basics, uh, you probably go for uh, just a classic thing like Joachim said. You just yeah. hit the grid. Uh, you have like a half velocity. You have like a full velocity, and that almost ends up regarding uh, differences and variations. While Pulsar has this like unique way of controlling uh, the stamps because it has the sensors Lyra has, which Robin knows are not like always yeah. like 120, 127 or anything well, of those value. Is well, like, it's like Soma is a really different approach eh, to uh, uh, to building instruments. The, the whole ethos is from the company uh, is, is different. So they I think I think uh, they they don't really care about uh, velocity 127 or whatever. No, 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 It's it's not what it's about, you know. No, 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 no. no, no. That's, that's not the intention of, of that. Exactly. Machine, yeah. The character of the. Yeah. The so, Glenn, Glenn, do you feel you you're spending when you're spending time on the pulsar? Are you endlessly tweaking it, or are you? Can you also use it in a way? Uh, that, for example, if you think of something and you you tweak it, and then you're happy after I don't know some some. Uh, well, it's it's minutes. always uh, it's always that or question. Is it one of these things you get get lost in, or uh, how does it work? 
for you? I think you can you can get lost in a lot of gear these days. <laughs> of course. Yeah, Pulsar is definitely um, one of those instruments which you don't buy if you don't have any knowledge of, of, of basic CV gate, uh, synthesizer, synthesis uh, techniques. Um, so it's like a really advanced uh, drum computer. It has like 100 patch points on the device itself. So it's not like I have an envelope to control or I have a modulation vol uh, which, which controls the volume. It's like you can do like crazy combinations. It's a little bit like voodoo patching. I was, uh, yeah, I was experimenting uh, with the Pulsar with uh, just iron uh, wire. Because you can have like different connections with one cable, you know. Mm, yeah. Are you following me? So I can go like yeah, 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 sure. Mm -hmm. Just like yeah, yeah. loop around the connection and go to another modulation, and then this machine, yeah, it goes very, very, very crazy, you know. So it's um, it's definitely worth checking if if uh, if you have one or there's a lot of videos out there. Um, guys are really interested in Pulsar. So it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely one to check out because it's not like any mm -hmm. other thing. It's, 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 it's and Jochen was really happy we were bringing it. Yeah, everybody's happy. It's like one of those years where people will go into a fight for. But no, I, I think it, it has this really unique uh, sounding. It's a different yeah. character, huh? Yeah, it's a different character. Uh, even the bass drum, it's, it's so direct. We were at Superboot last year, and we were expand, experimenting just with the bass drum of the Pulsar. You had like a very, very, very tiny speaker set up there because you know Superboot, everybody's like playing sounds to each other, and yeah. it's really, really yeah. chaos. And you can enter that hall. It was a huge hall, and the only thing you heard was like the bass drum from the Pulsar, like kicking everything. Ah, it was like, where is it from? Ah, yeah, it's this uh, Russian company, Russian Polish company, uh, around the corner, uh, which just like, uh, yeah, brought out their new uh, drum computer. So it was like, yeah, it's really one of those attention uh, seeking mm -hmm. things uh, out there. Yeah, I was happy you brought it just because, um, of course, I know the videos and all the the hype around it, and uh, it's it's insane. I would love to have one, but uh, uh, so far there hasn't one been in the studio. And it, although the videos give you an idea about the range and the and the dynamics of the of the machine, it's never the same as hearing one in your own studio on your own speakers, and it, it's it's absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, because you can, <laughs> the, the you range can feel is it. crazy. Feel yeah, range. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Feel it. You cannot listen to it on YouTube. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's like the it's, Lyra. It's very, yeah, it's like the Lyra. And the re really cool thing I like about the sonics of these um, Soma instruments is that they are. The, the ranges are insane, uh, but yet they have a very compact sound. They they yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. they don't go uh, into territory where it's like piercing your eardrums and in yeah. one one minute and then mm -hmm. uh, inaudible in another minute. It still all remains very chunky and very uh, audible. Um, so I that's, that that's it's a really the, they did a really good job on that. I think the major thing Vlad achieved when when uh, developing Lyra because at Lyra 4 which was like mm. a simplified version which never made it to the big uh, production actually. 
Um, but what Vlad actually did, what no one else did so far, is like making a eight voice detunable drone synth and keep it between the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. You can feedback the Lyra Robin Moon. Right? I know. From, <laughs> but you can, you can, you can yeah. feedback you can feedback the delays and still when it's like feedback in loop and, 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 and you're like, oh this is going entirely wrong, it mm. still remains between that spectrum. So yeah. it yeah. like it takes away a little bit like the really high high peaks and it gives a little bit like the, the frequencies who are like really on the back of, 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 of the spectrum of the mix. So it's it's really unique combination and, and that's where the success of the Lyra is like, just like blocking these territories. Is, as a, is, it, as a is it a safe choice then? Yeah, it's a safe choice because you cannot, you cannot uh, blow up your speakers. No. So it's developed in that way that it will still sound unique in, in, in his sound range uh, even when it's like fully feedbacking, uh, while, while yeah. other devices will be like uncontrollable. Yeah. And why is that? Is it because there's a limiter inside or something? Well, it's a combination because the, the, the two delays go into a drive before going to the output, which, which is not yeah. like a regular done. Normally we have like the inverse way, usually give like some kind of a grind to a sound and then add effects to it while the Lyra does the opposite way actually wow. and through the cross modulations of the groups yeah you can do like other things um, yeah, you have to, that. yeah you have to well, I, I guess they, they had to be des designed like that because the whole philosophy of Soma is um, that they all they do all of the stuff they do is are very much performance instruments. So if yeah. if you would have a performance yeah. instrument which uh, which doesn't, doesn't encourage perform. you to to experiment because you're afraid to lose the sound or to blow up your speakers, that's that's not <laughs> that's no, not yeah. a very good uh, uh, quality. No. Of performance yeah. instruments should be something that you can just uh, go wherever you want to go instantly and and uh, uh, without worrying to. Uh, to deafen the audience or to to <laughs> pierce your ears or to um, blow up speakers and stuff. Yeah, and so still yeah. in Eurorack we still have it's it's not in production anymore, but we had the Lyra FX in, in, in module, which was yeah. like a really 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 big module. It's heavy, you know. This is Russian build-up quality. It's like an Antonov <laughs> airplane. You cannot crash it. This delay, everything like which goes. Yeah, but everything. Even if you you just generating his own feedback, it's it, it will sound like a like the Lyra, and, and you put things into it. So if you just into the effects, go and find some of these on second-hand uh, market because it's it's really a winner. Uh, also in Euro, right? The only thing it doesn't have a stereo one, but cares about stereo in, a, in Euro, right? <laughs> so yeah. It's it's a different brand. It's a, it's a very unique way of how they create their unique devices. And all yeah. devices they did so far had their really specific character. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, and they all they all demand a, a different uh, way of interacting uh, yeah. with its users, which is which is also I think they yeah. they have a very good uh, philosophy about really just like I said when I give the pipe to someone else who's like 
doing other stuff with his vocals, mm. or, which, which has like a really low voice, not like this mid-range uh, uh, voice like I have. But it, it, it will generate different things, or you will be able to generate different things from this uh, contact mic device than uh, than I do. So it's 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 totally different. Like a nine hundred nine. Yeah, it's a 909. An 808 is an 808. If I give it to you, it will sound like an 808. I, I, I use it as an 808, mm. but this is yeah. different. It's, uh, it's the way how the artist uses the instrument. And I've seen a lot of crazy ways how, how people use these instruments. <laughs> I saw this uh, nice thing Ro- uh, Robin did with this uh, coins. So yeah, just, yeah. I use the coins sometimes to trigger the, the Lyra. So he puts the coins on the two sensors of the Lyra because you exactly. need to trigger both mm-hmm. sensors because one doesn't work. So then you have like a constant connection between the two sensors and you have like a constant droning yeah, of the voice. Yeah, some drone sounds that yeah. I then layered with uh, with the Rosebox or whatever, you know, and it, it works, you know. And then, and then people get inventive, you know. Yeah, with, yeah. With, uh, with, with, uh, with Pulsar as well, you can use your own body just to trigger the voices. I can just use my two fingers to trigger the, the, the bass drum, for instance, on a 16 bar. I can do it without without any cable, just pressing the two connections. So it's really unique in a way, and really performing. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Cool. Check it out. Cool. Yeah, um, guys, we are um, hitting the two-hour mark already. Already. This seems to this. Yeah, this seems oh. to go as uh, uh, unnoticeable <laughs> as passes as, as, as the. The jam. Um, um, actually, um, I would say um, if there is anything specific for the people in the comments that they want to ask, let's do it now. And uh, in the meantime, I probably should give everybody here um, the space to to do a little shout out for something they're working on, some new releases or some maybe even gigs they are playing. What? Um, um, yeah, if there's anybody wants to plug something, what about uh, Yuri Rune? Are you um, doing releases, remixes, uh, gigs? Yeah, I, I do. I do some, but um, can you can you talk about it? <laughs> no, <laughs> can I say much about it? <laughs> okay. I used I used I used the nine and nine for them. Nah. <laughs> okay, okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we we have uh, we we have one we can talk about. It's going to be on Seaway uh, Records. I had a new uh, record label of Seaway. It's a good friend of ours in, from Antwerp, Robin. Yes. Um, and we worked hard on that album. It's something very different, and we're really proud of it. I think. Yeah. And it's coming with a sure. remix. Sure. Yeah, it's coming with a remix of Robin himself. He's a really, 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 really dedicated. Um, producer, always playing live as well. Um, he's only 22 or 23, I think. And um, yeah, shout out to him. That's one. Yes, I also would like to do a shout out to a good friend of me who lent me his uh, Minilog XD for this nice opportunity. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks you to you, Derek. Huh? <laughs> I want to shout out to you, Dave. Thank you for everything. <laughs> Your mini look is now part of uh, techno history. Shout out again to yeah. Robert. Thank you again. Go, <laughs> <No>, brother. <laughs> Fantastic. And you, uh, Robin? Anything uh, coming up for you? I'm, 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 
I'm just working on a lot of uh, projects, uh, working on things with Paradigm again, the guys in Groningen. Oh, nice. Uh, working on a lot of new uh, new music uh, that I yet have to finish because I need to get my amplifiers back for my monitor speakers, so uh, <laughs> I still wait a little bit. But uh, once I have those back, then uh, yeah, then I'm uh, full on it again. And working on some uh, products that I'm not able to n- announce yet, but uh, yeah, uh, stay tuned. You know, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I can say. And Glenn, are you um, doing anything? anything I have talked about. Talk about? Uh, yeah, of course. I, I, I sometimes I, I just release something on my stories. So, so yeah, there's a lot of things happening right now. I didn't done that much in studio. Uh, I really took some some time off because uh, I did a lot. So yeah, um, Jeroen and me we have a new one coming up on Eternal Friction. Oh yeah, uh, that oh, way yeah. Can, <laughs> it can be out. Uh, it's a new linear search EP which we're very proud of. It contains one of my favorite tracks we did together called Lin Integral, Restraint One. Um, uh, we have some other stuff coming which we will not announce. And yeah, for my other stuff. Like I announced it already on my socials, I have a final Radical G album ready with a lot of remixers and a lot of stuff going around, which I'm not going to mention. But I want to say thank you for the ones who did like already a magic job, uh, a few tracks. And I'm looking forward to get the next ones. And if I all received uh, the remixes, there will be teasers out there and try to aim to release everything on final exclusive uh, end of this year, December. Okay. That's already like, some some inside. So yeah, it's busy. It will be busy. Like, yeah, and I'm playing a show next week. I'm playing oh, wow. Paris. So uh, oh, wow. yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Nice. So, uh, I'm, really, I'm really curious how 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 this will be. I played only a few. Where is the bus so. leaving from? I don't know. I, we started to think about a bus. So. <laughs> so I, I, I think I'm planning to go by car if they allow me because I don't want to fly out. I think mm-hmm. it's tricky. Um, so yeah, I will probably drive uh, to Paris and let's see how the restrictions are and try to keep things as safe as possible. It's with I hate models because it will be sweaty. So and it's an open air, so it will be. He's full of energy. Il Norris is playing, so we have like a lot of uh, raw artists there. So it's just announced today, so it'll be okay, fun. Looking forward. Great, great to hear. And you, Speedy? Um, I'm uh, working on something which is uh, going to be announced soon. Let's uh, leave it at that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. I saw, I saw the uh, uh, laughing in the background. Um, I saw, by the way, some uh, uh, some um, shout-outs to our mysterious Fritz. So thanks okay, for the shout-outs. The dancer. Shout out to the dancer. Yeah. And he That's is our a legend. Dancer. Yeah. Fritz yeah. is a legend, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> also on the vocoder. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, the other thing I want to quickly mention is that uh, we... M- are moving to the Discord server after we finish this stream to uh, uh, talk more about this stuff uh, with people who missed some um, some answers to their questions. Uh, the Discord server link should be in the mm-hmm. uh, description, and you are all invited 
Okay. So maybe see you there. And yeah, it um, yeah, was good, guys. Uh, really nice to talk to you after the actual um, jam and live stream. Um, it's great to hook up again and um, and talk about it and uh, and to hang out. So thanks for being here. Thank you, Rose, thanks, for the nice comment. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and somebody and one of our supporters is mentioning Patreon, so check that okay. out too. Join the Patreon. Yes, please. Yeah. Thanks Bye, a lot, guys. guys. Thank you. Right. Hope to see you soon. Bye. 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 Ciao, ciao. Ciao. ciao.